It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at Raymond James, who joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you in this beautiful Vancouver day? It is beautiful out there. I'm great. Thank you very much. But how are the markets doing? Well, markets were doing a lot better earlier on. We had the Dow actually uh, up over 300 points uh, at the start uh, today, but now we're just up 144 points, sitting at 25,140. We've got the TSX down about 150 points, sitting just at 15,000. The S&P 500 is just down seven points right now. We've got gold off about $10, and we've got crude oil down $1.75, sitting at 32.60 a barrel right now. Okay, so some positive signs in the market there. Uh, well, definitely yesterday was a huge day on markets. Uh, we saw markets close up over 500 points uh, based, again, on the idea that uh, we're closer to a vaccine uh, than, again, uh, than we thought. We thought it would take a lot longer. But, again, these are very initial trials and so right. on. The other positive part of everything going on is just the economies are reopening. All 50 states have reopened in some manner. Uh, after two months of lockdown and, of course, in Canada here, provinces have at least reached phase one or phase two of opening efforts, which we're, of course, all beginning mm-hmm. to notice here. Uh, more people in the streets, some restaurants are open and so on. So that is creating a little bit of buzz on the markets. So are there certain sectors that are kind of leading the markets at this point? Yeah, so um, some of the sectors that have been beaten up the most when you think of financials, uh, energy, industrial type stocks, those have really led this bounce over the past week. Uh, but they're still lagging the market for the year. So energy is still down 34% on the year. Financials down 23% and industrials down 17%. Markets being it down anywhere, depending on what index you're looking at, uh, kind of 8 to 12%. So for me, I, you know, for us, we still view some of those areas as a bit riskier than others. Um, you know, the ener- in- energy industry still faces low oil prices, you know, still sitting at $34. Uh, the financial industry is dealing with lower interest rates for a longer period of time, uh, potential loan losses weighing on profits, of course, and we just did get those earnings from the from some of the Canadian banks. Uh, and so that's where we're looking uh, to for that kind of information on, on how are they going to progress, how, how are they going to deal with, with things going forward. Okay, so let's also talk about some of the earnings that we have been hearing about this week. I know in the news this morning, there were some Canadian banks reporting earnings. So even though, and this is for the second quarter, so even though everything has been kind of crazy, they're still reporting profits, Lori. Yeah, but profits are down. So Royal Bank and BMO both saw a 55% drop in profits. Uh, Bank of Nova Scotia saw a 41% decline. National Bank saw a 32% decline. So these were relatively similar to the declines we saw in American banks, um, as both U.S. and Canadian banks remain laggards, uh, as I said, down over 20% on the year. Um, but when you're taking a look at the financial sector, you know, even though they're paying great dividends right now or appear to, uh, some 5 6%, there's still a lot of risk uh, in that sector, in my opinion. Uh, you've got lower demand for credit as Canadians focus on paying off some of their high debt loads. You have got lower profit margins due to lower interest rates, which are expected to kind of remain with us for, for years to come. Uh, and there's risks in commercial and residential real estate, uh, of course, due to stresses created by the pandemic. So there's, a, in my opinion, still some risk in the financial sector. We sold our financials kind of before all of this happened, and uh, we're happy to sit on the sidelines at this point. And so do you anticipate more kind of troublesome results in the next quarter as well? 
Well, when you think about um, even mortgage deferral, right, like the National Post noted that more than 700,000 Canadians skipped or deferred their mortgage payments. So that's nearly 15% of total mortgages, which shows the near-term stress. So, you know, in a few months from now, are are these people going to have the money to pay uh, those mortgage payments back? I'm not sure that that's going to happen. So, again, you know, there's even though markets have rallied back or rebounded, not to where we were, uh, but have had a strong rebound, uh, you know, there's still a lot of damage that has happened to the uh, economy. Um, but just showing how fast a rebound can happen really tells you, too, you can't be t- completely out of the market during this time, too, even though it feels a little uneasy. There's a lot of uncertainty, um, you know, because if a vaccine is found uh, or is proven to be successful, uh, obviously markets are going to rally significantly on that. Uh, and in terms of the economy, if we start getting any positive news uh, in the next few months, not just reopening, but actually things are kind of going back to normal, dare I say, mm-hmm. uh, then you're going to see markets. Uh, rally back on that news as well. And what about the performance of uh, Canadian real estate investment trusts? Yeah, so this is another one where we get a lot of questions on banks, of course, you know, do we own them? And if we don't, if we don't, why not? Uh, the same thing for the real estate investment trust uh, sector, because they pay good dividends. So when people see a dividend of 6%, they get excited. But you have to ask yourself, you know, is that 6% dividend safe? Well, currently, uh, the Canadian REIT sector is down over 20%. Uh, and as you know, you know, buildings and houses don't price every day, but publicly traded real estate investment trusts do. Uh, and since the market is a leading indicator, uh, one could expect prices of real estate in some of those areas to decrease in the near term. Uh, the other thing with Canadian retail REITs, uh, they only collected 65% of their rent in April, which again highlights the cash flow challenges in many retail uh, businesses. So again, is that 6% dividend safe? So for us, it's always risk versus reward where we're looking at investing. You can still get good dividends, but you can be in some of those less risky areas. And some of those areas that we're in, when you think of the TELUSes and the BCs, BCEs of the world, uh, you know, the Procter & Gamble's, the Coca-Cola's, and we choose to be in those areas um, just because we understand their business model going forward. Uh, and how they are or will not be affected. Uh, let's talk about estate planning here as well. I know the, a big concern for people is making sure that they pass on as much of their uh, estate and their wealth as they possibly can, but I'm assuming that can be tricky. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we get uh, a lot of questions regarding estate planning. We provide financial estate plans for all clients. Um, and so one of the questions we get often is, you know, should they be putting their accounts in joint, uh, either with a spouse or with adult children, uh, to avoid probate? And so probate in, in BC here is virtually a kind of a provincial government charge or a rubber stamp, uh, of your will. And so anything that's passed through the will is subject to probate. And probate in BC is about 1.4%. So this may not sound like a huge amount of money, but uh, there might be probate uh, on your home, uh, on any investment accounts, cars, uh, shares in a family business. So it can add up. Uh, So you want to um, talk to your financial advisor about the possibility of putting some of those things in joint, especially if you are uh, on your own now. So in later years, um, you know, uh, your, say your spouse has passed away, uh, and the question is, should I be putting these kinds of things in joint with my adult children? And the question uh, can be answered uh, in a way where, yes, there are benefits, but there are also cons to doing something like that. Um, uh, the benefits uh, are, again, you're avoiding probate, 
Uh, but also it helps with the day-to-day administration of the accounts, uh, faster settlement of the estate. So anything held in joint will roll over pretty quickly. Uh, but some of the risks, again, could be like if the child goes through a divorce or anything like that, uh, your assets are subject to, to those assets in that divorce. So that could be worrisome. Or if your adult child is sued, uh, whether it's in their um, because of their work or because of right. a car accident, whatever it may be, uh, you could be affected that way. So you just have to be careful. And everybody, I'd say, is kind of an individual situation. Talk to your financial advisor, uh, as well as an accountant, uh, and as well as your lawyer. You should have a team of those people that are able to advise you on these sorts of things because they are so important that you have all your eyes dotted and your T's crossed uh, for estate planning for sure. Yeah, let's talk about the receiving end of that, though. Let's say you're receiving an inheritance. Uh, you've all of a sudden you've got some money here. How do you like? What do you do with that? Yeah, you know, inheritance is uh, kind of a, a special conversation. Um, it, you know, people look at it as a windfall. They uh, Sometimes it's a lot of money and they're not sure what they should be doing with it. Um, you know, again, talking to a financial advisor helps. But, uh, you know, the first thing I would say is pay off any uh, debt that has very high interest rates involved in it. But that doesn't mean paying off all debt because rates are so low right now. So you need to look at that. Uh, also, the idea of um, keeping it separate from family assets in case of divorce. Um, so at this point, inheritance is considered uh, separate as long as you keep it separate. So you just want to uh, take a look that you have your account structured properly uh, if this is a worry to you, right? Um, and, you know, there's a risk to everything. Uh, and this may cause complications in your marriage if you want to keep your inheritance separate. <laughs> yes. But I would say, again, from a third party's point of view, your financial <laughs> advisor, lawyer, whatever, they can often recommend this to you and your family just to keep, keep right. things separate and keep everybody happy. All right. Thanks very much for that, Lori. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a great day. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President, Senior Portfolio Manager at Raymond James. If you want to talk to the team directly, the Pinkowski Wealth Management Team, you can call them 604-915-LORI or visit their website at pinkowski.ca.